Welcome to the Walkman Whispers. I am one of your co-hosts, Greg Crane. I'm joined, as always, by Nat Hall and Chad Bartley. And what is the best overall year for music? That's a question that people have pondered for, well, in our case, at least the past week. And we are going to uh, discuss that on this on this particular episode and uh, kind of come up with ideas and and artists and songs and albums and performances and so forth and justify our picks for uh, our best year in music. So, guys, good to have you. You want to uh, you want to do any kind of a little intro or, or jump into things or, or, or uh, what's what's on your mind? Uh, now, I mean. It's not like it's been a crazy week or anything. I did go down to Julesburg, Colorado today and found out that the guy I was taking stuff to had already picked his stuff up and nobody canceled it at the other store. So uh-huh. I drove all the way down there for nothing. That's <laughs> not a big deal. It's not, you know, everybody has their things at work and shit happens. No big deal. Um, I'm trying to think if there's sometimes, anything else. Sometimes, Chad, that... Sometimes that telegraph line to Julesburg is down. I know that for a fact. I've been through there. Yeah, and I actually have pretty good cell phone reception, though. I was <laughs> my telegrapher say, might not work, but my cell phone works fine. And on a cloudy day, the smoke signals aren't quite as visible. No. That's right. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but we've got a ton of rain. It's just crazy how much rain we've had. We had... It rained all day in Grand Island when I was loading a truck. It's just ridiculous. You know, up here, the uh, strange thing is, Chad, you got all that rain in in an area of the country where I live. I live in southwest Alaska. We normally have tons of rain in the summer, lots of drizzle. It's usually not the bucketfuls that come down, but mostly drizzly, right. constant. We have had the driest summer on record and the warmest oh. summer on record. And... It is just nuts. I can't even, doesn't even feel like I'm living in Alaska. It feels like I'm living it's more that, in Utah. It's all that global warming crap. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. I'm not sure about the whole global thing, but in Alaska, we've had a warming trend, and it's really strange. Is that your head warming up the ice caps or what? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Global dome warning. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've had a little rain down in Georgia, but um overall I I want to kind of quote a famous uh, Georgian Jesse D- James Dupree and say, "When will it rain?" There you go. Anyway, that, was, that was terrible. Uh, speaking yeah. of uh speaking of music, guys, um Let's jump in and talk about our what we think is our each individual favorite year for music, the best year for music. Does any either of you want to start, or Chad? Um, I could start, I guess. Like I said, I've got three pages worth of crap here for the year that I picked, and uh, I'll just jump right in. I picked the year 1987 for a few reasons. Uh, that's the year I got my driver's license. So, obviously, I listen to more music driving around. Um, But I'll just kick it off here with the ones, you know, there's going to be some kind of just a, whatever you want to call it, also ran or whatever. But 
it just it starts off with Aerosmith, Permanent Vacation came out in 87. Uh, Anthrax, Among the Living came out in 87, along with everybody's, my favorite, uh, I'm the Man EP also came out in 87. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, your band, uh, Greg, Dirty Looks, came out with a song, uh, an album called I Want More. Def Leppard came out with the uh, blockbuster hit, Hysteria. Dokken, uh, of course, my favorite Dokken album, uh, Back for the Attack, came out in 87. Freely's Comet released his self-titled, Ace Freely's self-titled, Free Me, whatever, Freely's Comet album with the song Trouble Walking on it, one of my favorites. Great White came out with Once Bitten, Twice Shy. Guns N' Roses came out with Appetite. Helix uh, came out with Wild in the Streets. Now, Ooh. I can't. I'll be honest with you. I just mentioned Helix because I, I don't really know that album, but I know we've covered them before. Uh, you guys like Icon? There's a an album called A More Perfect Union came out in '87, uh, and I know I've sent you a song from this group, uh, Greg, a long time ago. A band called Keel. And oh yes, the yeah. album was Keel, self-titled. Uh, Kiss came out with Crazy Nights in 1987. Yes. Great album. Loudness, the Chinese guys, uh, came out with Hurricane Eyes. Metallica came out with the 598 EP. Uh, Motley Crue in 87 came out with yeah. Girls, Girls, Girls. Ozzy did Tribute Live. Joe Satriani came out with Surfing with the Alien. Mm. TNT came out with Tell No Tales. I believe that's the one that has 10,000 lovers on it. Excellent album. Twisted Sister had Love is for Suckers. Now, I did go and look that one up. I didn't see anything I remembered on it. Um, no weird leader of the pack or any of that bullshit. <laughs> uh, Udo came out with, uh, uh, what is it? Animal Animal House in 1987 uh, another one that I was really surprised uh, but happy to see since it was in the year that I picked was uh, Pride by White Lion excellent excellent album spent lots of mornings in the uh, high school parking lot just listening to that cassette loved that cassette uh, White Snake came out with a self-titled White Snake album mm. Still of the Night Crying in the Rain Bad Boys Running Wild excellent excellent album and uh, the last one, this is just a note. If you go on Wikipedia and Google hairband whatever year, there's probably 150 albums from varying artists. And these are just the ones that I picked out. And the last one was uh, Y&T came out with their album, Contagious, in 1987. Now, I challenge you guys to beat that. <laughs> hey, I, uh, well, okay, first of all, I have to say, uh, Nat and I, uh, 1987 holds a special place for both of us. Oh, yes. Because that's the year we, we finally got kicked out of the public education system. <laughs> and I was just getting to drive legal. <laughs> right, right. Hey, no, no, that's, 87 was awesome. I loved it. I, you know, I love Kiss Crazy Nights. Uh, Motley Crue, Girls, 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 the White Snake album was huge. Um, one thing, Chad, I'm glad you brought it up. Love is for Suckers by Twisted Sister, which I was not really familiar with, but I 
I saw it on Facebook or something the other day that it was a 32 year since it's been released or something. But um, <laughs> the crazy thing about that, you guys, you guys may know about this. They, the, that was supposed to be just a D. Snyder solo album. The uh, Twisted Sister really wasn't supposed to be doing that. Oh. Um, but they somehow it got released as a Twisted Sister album mm-hmm. rather than a D. Snyder solo album. And like a month, maybe a month, it wasn't more than two months later after it was released and after the tour, they, they, they dissolved. They broke up. That was it oh, wow. for, for a long time, for years. Crazy thing. On that album, there were a lot of session musicians. Oh, okay. Um, and one of them, I believe, was Red Beach. Mm-hmm. And the another, and and uh, handling some bass work and backing vocals was Kip Winger. Really, so that's pretty crazy. That yeah, is crazy. I just happened. I'm glad you brought that that album up, and I haven't really listened to that. I'm gonna have to listen to it. I'm not that familiar. Yeah, with I'm it. gonna have to now too. Um, you know, like I said, the real standout there was uh, was a White Line and White Snake for sure for me. Uh, Still of the Night is a song that I can't ever turn down. It always goes right to the top. And again, um, I went and bought... I remember I couldn't wait for the Hysteria album to hit. I bought that thing and, yeah. and played it and played mm-hmm. it played it. And then again with uh, Doc and Back for the Attack, you know, Dream Warriors. Um, you know, I, I burnt the clutch out of my mom's car listening to that cassette. <laughs> literally. That was an expensive cassette. Yeah, that's it was. <laughs> I was just well, glad you, it was still you, still yeah. in the cassette player when I uh, went back to get the car yeah. towed. <laughs> you really had some amazing tunes in there. My gosh, you uh, or albums in there. You know the uh, Helix album that you mentioned, Canadian band kind of yeah, Wild second. in the Streets. Oh my gosh, Helix is a phenomenal hard rock band, and uh, that, oh, yeah. that's a hidden yeah. gem. So yeah, I, yeah oh, definitely. Bravo, young man. Bravo, good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and and just to go back, um, you, I mean there were some heavyweights in there. Um, Death Leopard, Hysteria, and Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction, two huge, huge. Albums. Oh yeah, Appetite changed. You know, it really changed the whole scene. It really did. Because yeah. they they, yeah, they quit so, trying to look like women then, and they made everybody else look bad. <laughs> yeah, and I remember on MTV the first. Was it? Uh, I think "Women" was the first single they released, and it was it was it was all right. And then they released "Animal," and but they just kept releasing. Uh, and yeah. you know, then they got "Pour Pour Some Sugar on Me," oh, yeah. "Love Bites." It just they just got huge. Yeah, came huge. Yeah, that was a that's a just a killer album. Like I said, I remember. I, yeah. mean, I think I had to go to Liberal to buy it. Even you know, it was kind of <laughs> right. It was either that or wait for Burke's Music to special order it in for me. And, there we go. Quite, uh, quite up for that. <laughs> but, you know, even that, like that little sleeper there, Great White, Once Bitten, Twice Shy. I mean, that was played all over the place that summer. You know, you'd even hear the teeny, you know, the let me put the, the rich kids. You know, they'd be blasting Once Bitten, Twice Shy, and the next time they came around Main Street, they were playing that Wasted Rock Ranger song. You know. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rock Me. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, I, the year that I picked, 
was not too far from yours, Chad. Um, but I picked 1984. Oh. And I was, I'll get into kind of our favorite genre of music in a little bit, but just going over the, the general scope of music for that year. I came across this when I was researching 1984 music today. This to me is just an incredible feat. Throughout the year, of course, every week Billboard has a top album, the top whatever, all kinds of different rankings, but, but by week. Well, in 1984, there were only five albums that occupied the top spot for that entire year. So, really? huge albums. Um, yeah, they were uh, Michael Jackson Thriller, <laughs> Soundtrack of Foot, Soundtrack of Foot. No Loose. way. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the next two aren't going to shock you. Born in the USA and Purple Rain. Oh. And for one week, for one week, Sports by Huey Lewis and the News. But those were the five. The, no, no other album. No other album in '84 occupied the uh, number one album spot uh, aside from those five. I thought surely so Van Halen was going to come up in there, but I suppose you're talking top spot. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The number one. But um, let's see. I'm going through all these these uh, notes here, and let's see. We had um, okay, kind of crossing over, but this is still music oriented. A lot of movies that were music oriented. Mm -hmm. I just mentioned two of them: the soundtracks, Footloose, Purple Rain. The movie, if you remember, hearing about Amadeus, which released in 1984. Rock me, Amadeus. Rock me, Amadeus. So, yeah. Thank you, Falco. <laughs> and, and the movie The Cotton Club, which did a lot of, like, the jazz. But there were a lot of, that's what's cool, is there were a lot of different genres in this in these movies, um, a lot of musical genres. And I, I didn't put them down on my list, but I happen to know, because Nat has these in his, he got these in his video club, also in 1984. Both of these movies, Breakin' and Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you remember right, uh, Footloose had uh, Quiet Riot's Metal Health in there. It did. And it also had a Sammy Hagar tune. Do either of you guys know that? Which one it was? Is it's it, not a big Is it I'll one. Fall in Love Again? No, that's from Vision Quest, I think. Nope. Oh, maybe. Um... Let's see. Let me think here. Sammy Hagar. Uh, no, no, I don't know. They're playing. They're they're playing it in the scene when the girl gets all loopy and she's standing between the vehicles and the trucks coming down the road towards them and she's holding up the the boombox. And but the song is uh, the I girl gets. Oh, okay. By yeah, Sammy yeah. Yep. 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 So. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and you're right, Chad. When he when he cruises up to the school, he's got Quiet Riot blasting out of the little bit Volkswagen bug. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems a little strange, yeah. but yeah. Um, if you guys, <clears throat> not that I expect you to, but if you watch the remake, uh, somebody remade that song for the movie, the remake, and uh, I, the name escapes me now, but it's really good. The band that redid it did a great job. Um, it's almost like it's not it's not Five Finger Death Punch. It's a uh, it's a band that didn't quite hit it as big, but they covered it for the, and then they they put it on the new, uh, new soundtrack, and uh, I just can't remember what it is right now, 
But it's got it's kind of like if you listen, you know, like if you listen to Bad Company by Five Finger Death Punch, how it sounds way better than the original. It's kind of kind yeah. of although it's hard to beat, you know, Metal Health by Quiet Riot with Kevin DeBro. They they did a really good job with it. Which I'll have to check it out. Hours. Uh, I do have my handy tablet here, so I'll, I can look it up. <laughs> All right, technology. You guys, uh, yeah. yeah, you guys can go ahead and and uh, you can keep talking. Where you don't have to be done here. Here's a here's a, an album that was released in '84 that I am actually surprised was not number one at all. And it's not our main genre of music, but it's huge. It was uh, Madonna's Like a Virgin. It was released in 84. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don, Hen- Don-, Don Henley building The Perfect Beast. That had Boys of Summer. All she oh, wants yeah. to do is dance. Oh, yes. Um, now, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Huey, Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, yes. I was just going to say, is that the year that the Cars came out with their iconic album? Uh... Yes, sir. We oh, oh, okay. The cars oh, released. Yeah. The cars. The cars released. Heartbeat City. Heartbeat City. Yes. And that, and awesome. That's my favorite Cars album. Had Hello Again, uh, Drive, Magic, and you might think. Oh, I love that's among others, right. Those are the biggest. I love Magic. I do too. Rick Ocasek walking on the swimming pool, yes. tossing <laughs> in in that crazy suit. Um, and you might think from the Cars won the first ever annual. MTV Video Award back when they played videos. That's right. <laughs> back in the day, a, he played a fly, didn't he? He was a Rick yeah, O'Casey was he a was, fly in the video. He was, he was flying. Yeah, he had to actually put on weight for that role. Rick O'Casey. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He was less gaunt looking. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually had to. Be, he actually had to bulk up. <laughs> so, and. And then you had, I, I'm going over pop stuff. Guys, we're, we're going to get into the hard rock in a little bit from 84, but just I want to get through some of the pop stuff. Uh, Huey Lewis and News, I Want a New Drug, The Harder Rock and Roll, If This Is It, Walking on a Thin Line, those all came from that. Um, Steve Perry released the album Street Talk. Ah, uh, let's that's see. a good one. I, I'm just going to, it is a good one. Uh, because it's big, we don't listen to it, but it's big. Uh, Wham! released Make It Big. And that was that was their big album. Um, I'm getting into some uh, okay, just a few singles. Um, hmm. Let's see. Oh, Sunglasses at Night was released in January of '84. Corey Hart. Now ZZ Top. Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Yes, yes. ZZ Top released uh, limited in '83, but. Uh, legs, sharp dressed man, give me all your love, and we're out in '84. Oh, yeah, I, that was something I noticed that I wasn't. Uh, I just was checking on the hair metal stuff myself. And I was kept thinking, man, there's yeah. got to be some ZZ Top stuff here, but couldn't get yeah. up with it. Um, let's see. In '87, back to yours, Chad. In '87, I think that they would have been between Afterburner. It was out in '85, and it seemed like they had six years before they got to Recycler in 91. Uh, but anyway, I think, I think you're right. That's what I think. There. Um, let's see. Okay. I think that's pretty well got most of the pop stuff. Oh, in 84, uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood released Relax. Oh, Relax. So, Don't do it. 
That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I got it. I got emphatic as the one that covered the Quiet Riot song for the 2011 Footloose. It's a band called Emphatic, and uh, I highly suggest you go out and listen to it. It's pretty badass. So we'll look them yeah. up. We will. Um, Frankie goes see, to Hollywood. About- That's awesome. So what did Duran Duran have that year? <laughs> they didn't have. I don't think they had anything released that year. Well, they had like a live album, but oh, I didn't. Okay. But I didn't find anything. They may have done. No, they may have done. Uh, what was that? That song, Wild Boys. I liked that. It was out in '84. Wow, there you I go. Remember that? Wild yeah. Boys. Um, <clears throat> yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Good song. Uh, I don't know if you remember a band called Scandal. Had oh a, yeah, had the Warrior. Album. The Warrior. Yes. The Warrior. Yeah. That was out in '84. I had sheet music for that. Oh. I tried to learn how to play it on my guitar. <laughs> that was a great song. And there's a. Did you know there is a connection from Scandal to Van Halen? You guys know about that, don't you? Mm, you know, no. I remember that being. What What's that connection? I don't remember. Pat, okay, the lead singer of Scandal, uh, Patty. I think she goes by Smythe. Patty oh, Smythe. Yeah. Uh, this was the time about the time when uh, Van Halen was losing the services of DLR, and they, I believe, auditioned her to be a singer. Really? For Van Halen. Oh. So, yeah, I believe so. Yep. Um, You've been different. Okay. <clears throat> Very much so. We went through the pop stuff, and we went through the movies and so forth. Now we're going to get into the, the heavy stuff. Do you know the first release of 1984 the year 1984 by a hard rock heavy metal band I was I was surprised because I thought it would be the obvious but it wasn't um, well, you gotta go quite this, a ways this to album, get to the V's <laughs> yeah this album was released January 4th of 1984 hmm. and Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest Yes, was the first uh, big album of that year. It had uh, the songs "The Sentinel," "Some Heads Are Gonna Roll," love that song, "Free Wheel Burning," "Love Bites." Uh, anyway, terrific album that was. Um, also in '84, White Snake released "Slide It In." Matt oh, plays a lot of that yep. uh, album on his show. Oh yes, great, love really, that. kind of a kind of a bluesy-ish White Snake, but I mean a hard driving, but but kind of still that bluesy. Oh yeah, snake. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pre speaking of pre catcher's mitt face for David Coverdale. Pre catcher's mitt face. <laughs> that just never misses an opportunity to kick a guy when he's down. No, not, no it's not actually that just that guy. That. <laughs> yeah, not, and not, I'm not complaining. What's your... There's 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 not a thing. There's not a thing wrong with that. No, well, well I just um, don't understand what you got against David Coverdale. I... Well, now. <laughs> Now, if you want to start talking about the Coverdale Page albums, yeah, we can call him a douchebag. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you can land Tawny Katane, all right. all right, you're right in my book. <laughs> That's really not saying anything. Sam Kennison had her for a while. Ooh. There might have been a, a trip or three to the free clinic after that. <laughs> yeah, he had to, he had to hey, crash his vet to get rid of it. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. Going from kind of that that same kind of sound, the white snake slided in. Um, here's one, guys. 
in 84, Deep Purple released Perfect Strangers. Love okay. Which, that of course, album. had the title track, Perfect Strangers. Yeah. And, and, I love that song. My, my, one of my favorite Deep Purple songs, Knocking at Your Back Door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just yep. a real cool groove, and uh, <laughs> it was later discovered about the lyrics. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Proctology 101. Right. <laughs> well... And, and and you know if you were going to see that proctologist, you would probably take uh, take the title of the next album I have and use it. And that's the uh, you want to be the last in line by <laughs> Dio. It's released. That's a good one. <laughs> in eighty four, I feel like that's exactly the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now see, we we've got a lot of the same groups on our lists oh, yeah. uh, because Dawkins released Tooth and Nail in eighty four. Right. Right. Which had Alone Again, the, the Battle uh, of Alone Again, yeah. Just Got Lucky, and in, Into the Fire, which people like. like. That's got bullets to spare on it, too, doesn't it? Or is it that, does. I, yes. Yeah. I, that sounds right. That, sounds that right. is my favorite um, tune off of that album, Bullets to Spare. My very favorite tune. Bullets to Spare? That's a, yeah. that's a good That's a good one. Uh, alone Again Great kind one. of almost what kick-started the ballads for the hair metal guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, getting in kind of the, the harder groove with, uh, like you find, like the Jewish priest, Iron Maiden released Power Slave in 1980. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, also talking about hard, uh, Metallica released Ride the Lightning, which has my favorite Metallica song on it, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a great tune. That's, uh... The intro uh, to Zombieland. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Very good call on that one. Okay. Uh, uh, debut albums, um, a debut album from a band, Sign In Please by Autograph. Autograph. Yes. Had the, had the single Turn Up the Radio. And Autograph's going to get mentioned a little bit later because they, they have a tie-in with another band at the, at the, end, of, uh, at the end of my little um, uh, rundown here. Uh, I don't listen to this guy a lot, but he is very, very well-respected as a musician throughout the realm. Rising Force was the album released by Yngwie Malmsteen. Oh, yep. Okay. A great tune off of that album is You Don't Remember, I'll Never Forget. Amazing tune. Mm. <laughs> I will check it out. I have not I have not listened to much of it. Um, Sammy Hagar released BOA. Oh, and that had yes. the huge single, I Can't Drive 55. Right, right, along with a number of fantastic songs on that album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, you guys are both going to get uh, pumped up for the next one I've got. This was a huge album by this band, and they just they just took the place by storm. In 1984, Rat released Out of the Cellar. Oh, yeah, yep. You know, yeah, that's a good one. Every single tune on that album, I mean, not all of them were, you know, video hits or whatever. Every tune just smokes. Yeah. It's a great album. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, up next, what a lot of the fans consider their best album, and it had their, I guess, their two biggest hits probably by far on it. Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. That's a good one. Had uh, we're not going to take it, and I want to rock. Right. So, yeah, that was that was a very very big album. Really put Twisted Sister in the forefront. 
uh, lots of uh, airplane and TV and, and touring. I heard those songs everywhere. Yeah. Um, my boys, they were going through some transitioning with guitarists. Uh, Kiss released Animalize, which uh, is one of my all-time favorite album. tunes. Heaven's on Fire. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. So, And when they were on that tour, the Animalize tour, this next band debuted, and this band opened for Kiss on the Animalize tour. Bon Jovi released Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. Runaway. Had the song Runaway and She Don't she Know don't Me. She Don't Know yeah, Me. Great. Yes, that was a great tune. Yeah. That was back when Bon Jovi was a, a rock band. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I kind of almost now, I almost let that uh, let that decide which year I was going for. I you know it was like, man, seventy eight hundred Fahrenheit was a killer album, but it just didn't have as many of them as what I got here in eighty seven. So, right, right. I this one, I was actually looking at albums that were released. I, I mean, I had most of these in mind, but I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any. And this one was one that I would have missed, but it's. It's by a popular band, and I'm not sure if this was their debut, but in 1984, Striper released the Yellow and Black Attack. Very good. Ah, yep. yes. Love Striper. Great melodic yes. rock band. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and, and, oh, and, and Striper, Striper are not posers. They no, are excellent musicians. They are, they are the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quiet Riot released Condition Critical. And it was the big thing there was they had the slate cover. Uh, Mama, Mama, we're all we're crazy, all crazy now. now. Yep. And speaking of slate covers, a band that Nat absolutely loves, uh, <laughs> Crocus. Oh, Crocus yes. released Midnight Maniac with Ballroom Blitz. Yes. Yes, sir. I love Midnight Maniac. That's one of my favorites. Um, now back to another one of my favorites. This was the debut. These guys are kind of low-key and mellow. Uh, I mean, they don't really draw attention to themselves. They're not, they're not too over the top or anything. Uh, Wasp released <laughs> their their debut in '84. Yeah. No, not uh, not at all. <laughs> um, I, I've got two left, and they are both huge releases by very, very well-established bands. The Scorpions uh, released Love at First Sting. There you go. Great, great album. And we had we had Rock You Like a Hurricane, Still Loving You, Bad Boys Running Wild. Hmm. Yep. And finally, what uh, what list of huge albums from 1984 would be uh, complete without mentioning? The one. Ziggy Stardust. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Van Halen released 1984. Yes. With Jump, Panama, Hot for Teacher. I'm going to say Drop Dead Legs. Oh, yeah. They didn't release it, but I love that song. And yeah. you know, Drop Dead Legs, uh, Top Jimmy. Oh, and, and I love yeah. House of Pain. That is oh, a great Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, boy. That arguably is, yeah. it could, could be argued that that's the best album that came out that whole year. It I could mean, be. It sure. Had, sure. Uh, I, I'm not even a big, big, big Van Halen fan, but I mean that just it had everything, you know. And it was really the one where Eddie really, really showcased what he could do, you know. Yeah, as a as a complete musician. Right. I mean, you knew he was just this phenomenal guitarist, and then you heard the keyboard work, and yeah, that was a whole new realm for them. 
And yeah. you know, on that album too, what I loved was and, and uh, Eddie with Van Halen. Yeah. That, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say Alex Van Halen. You know, his drums have always been pretty amazing in the previous albums. This album, Alex mm-hmm. Showcase, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was definitely, uh, yeah, something that we hadn't experienced before. On the 1984 tour, um, Lucky Guy's autograph opened for Van Halen. Heck yeah. So just thought I'd throw that out there. So that would have been something to see. That's a band that never really got uh, its due, you know? Turn up yeah, the radio, they right. still play it today, you know, but that's it. What else do you know by autograph? You know, they had yeah, a song that's... called Blondes and Black Cars. I think that was an album also, but... I couldn't name you one song off of it. <laughs> right. Other, 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 than, other than that single, they had Blondes and Black Cars. And another connection, I know uh, one who provided backing vocals on the single, Blondes and Black Cars, was Michael Anthony from Van Halen. Really? I'll be yeah. darned. So. Uh, there was one other thing that I was going to... Oh, Black and Blue didn't fall under either one of my... Uh, my the years that I was looking at, but uh, that they were produced by Gene Simmons, uh, and uh, also yeah, of course yeah. that was Tommy Thayer's band, right? So, or Tommy Thayer was in that band anyway. So. I didn't have them on my list, but I remember looking. They released their debut Black and Blue album in 1984, um, oh, and okay. also I didn't put her on her on the list, but she came out in '84. I'll just mention a few more. Uh, Lita Ford had Dancing on the Edge. Ooh, that's an excellent um, album. That's it is. got Lady Killer on it and uh, uh, Dress to well, Kill. The, yeah, uh, Gotta Let Go. Gotta Let Go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gotta Let Go. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to double check. I'm kind of reaching here, but I know he played on one of them. But I think uh, Eric Singer may have been the drummer. Oh. Um, for Lita on that. Maybe that that album and that tour, yeah, oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but and which could be because he's played for like nine hundred different people. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, and Queensrÿche released. This is terrible. I can't tell you. They released an album in '84. I can't tell you what it is. The warning. Um, is it the warning? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Nat. Oh. Um. Those. Those were the big albums that I had. Um, of course, in the music we listen to, uh, they don't so much release just the singles, but I did want to mention these singles because they were by my favorite bands. Um, the album, this is where we get across over the album, Lick It Up by Kiss was released in 83, but the single, the second single released off that album, and my favorite song on the album, All Hell's Breaking Loose, oh. the video released in January of eighty four, so I got a, I got a shout out All Hell's Breaking oh, Loose yeah. by Kiss was eighty four. Yes. Excellent. And uh, Motley Crue had released Shout at the Devil in eighty three, but Looks That Kill and Too Young to Fall in Love both were released in eighty four. Ah, so love those two songs. Excellent. So and guys, that's what I have. That's nineteen eighty four, that's why I love it. I love eighty seven. I love a lot of years, but that's why I chose nineteen eighty four. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Boy, you brought it on that one. Wow. Any, yeah. Yeah. Nat, any particular year for you or anything? Well, you know, believe it or not, 1984 was my second choice because, 
you and I, we're the same age, we're the same year, graduation high school, 1984. Ye old bastards. Yes! <laughs> Ye old bastards, thank you very much. <laughs> I, hang on, hang on. I, guys, I couldn't hear that. I, the battery fell out of my hearing aid. Talk, 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 talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> we'll get some coffee. We'll talk. No big deal. All right. <laughs> yeah, there was all kinds of great albums of 84. Thanks for bringing all that up. I mean, I'm the guy that's a little bit more, I've got more of the heavy metal tendencies. And so, you know, there's a couple other ones that came out that year that I loved as well. You nailed them. My favorite band of all time, Icon. Icon had the self-titled album, Icon, back in 84. I mean, that just kind of did it for me. But, you know, there's a band, or a band, a year that I really liked a lot because I was in college when in this year, and it was my first year of college at Oklahoma Panhandle State University. And some pretty amazing music was coming out at that time, and we had the ability to spin it right there in the old college radio station, KPSU, on the 45s. On the 45? And, and before it was like, let's go get a 45. <laughs> It was, yeah, 45 in the album. I promise you the madman was already getting 45s. <laughs> Both. Oh, those were 40s. Sorry. Oh, 40s. That's right. Okay. All right. My my hearing aid just fell out, too. I don't, okay. <laughs> Anyways. And Mickey's. Mickey's. He liked the Mickey's, too. Mickey's Big Mouths. Oh, yes. Sir. He yes. loved the Mickey's. Yes, Nat, <laughs> Nat. Not, you've, you've not only dropped your hearing aid, but also your crack. <laughs> but anyway, go on. I'll be collecting that <laughs> shortly. Anyways, back in 1989 is when I first oh. went to OPSU. And I was uh, a young man. I'd been in the Army National Guard, been through basic training and, and done some things like that. And then I'd gone over to college. I was a little bit older than most freshmen. I was 20 years old when I went to college. And... I was uh, I discovered KPSU and I was like, oh okay, let's uh, let's try this out. And there were some albums that came out that year that were just great. So I'm not sure if Chad might remember, but I know Big Daddy Crane would. If we remember about Wasp that had the Headless Children, came out that year. Oh, oh yes, yeah. The nope. head, the Headless Children. That was a pretty much a heavy metal. Right in your face. Now, Wasp, just like Greg had stated earlier, 1984, they were shock rock. I mean, they were like the 80s version of Alice Cooper from the 70s. They were just wild. And and so they had started kind of moving away a little bit from the shock rock and kind of that hair metal shock rock to more of a political message at that point. And that Headless Children album was pretty amazing. They had a remake... A song called "The Real Me" that was unbelievable. So great. Yes, get to see the real me. I do remember that song. Yeah, and that was a remake, and I'm I'm struggling to remember who did that originally, but sound, it, Nat, it sounds like it, a Megadeth song. You, you, no, you, you you just said the name that it was the Who. Actually, the Who did. Okay, that. it was the Who. Very okay. good. <laughs> yeah, the Who. And and Blackie Law, Blackie Lawless is a huge huge fan. Okay, thank you. That, that it, they had a couple different uh, renditions from remakes on that album, but that song, the real me, was just incredible. It's just a great 
great song. Now that year, they're also, you know, so kind of along the whole lines of heavy metal, hard rock, kind of all things, who doesn't remember the first time they heard Skid Row. Skid Row self-titled came out that year. Oh, yeah. And uh, yes. it, they came yes. out, and uh, they just absolutely throttled the planet. They came out at the end of the hair metal era, but they were anything but hair metal. They had long hair, but they were just a heavy metal band. Youth Gone Wild, amazing. You know, 18 and Life, amazing. Just everything. I, I love some of the songs that were unknown, like... Um, Big Guns. Love the tune Big Guns. Big Guns. Yes. Yeah. Very good yes. stuff. Yeah. Great stuff on the Skid Row. So, and also, Chad had mentioned Aerosmith earlier. That was the year of Pump. Another great Aerosmith yes. album. Just a great one. And for those folks that were kind of, you know, along more of that starting to kind of head the way of alternative slash new metal, Faith No More came out with the real thing. And so, Faith No More was kind of a. It was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> it was so bizarre and odd that people yeah. liked it. They had that they they had that song epic. Yeah. Oh yes. it, was, it was amazing. Yes. Remember? Yep. That was a song. So Faith No More came out. And of course, who couldn't forget the amazing huge hit and, and hey, Mick Mars. He brought it with Doctor Feel Good. And kickstart my heart yes. to to kickstart that concert and i big believe big daddy crane and i were at and a couple others perhaps i'm not sure i can't remember who went to oklahoma city with me but there was some folks that we went to um it was motley crew dr feelgood tour and lita ford opened for them was that us greg that yeah. was us all right so dr feelgood that was 1989 so that was an amazing one now i of course love tesla the Great Radio Controversy came out that year. Great one. I mean, there's lots and lots of bands. So I do also like some of the more obscure metal bands. I mean, I just kind of went into it. So there's all kinds of genres out there. When you talk about bluesy metal or bluesy rock, everybody remembers Jake E. Lee's Badlands. The original Badlands album mm -hmm. came out in 1989. I love that. And then, of course, hey, and now that Greg Crane is on with us right now hey how could you ever forget the crow mags with best wishes <laughs> all right <laughs> i was just gonna say i see that your favorite band nirvana came out with bleach in 1980 yes my very favorite yes of course uh excuse me let me let me hack away at my wrist right now all right all right. That <laughs> was that was that was gonna sock it to me because I gave him that electric boogaloo <laughs> thing. So I had that. Yes, he did. I had that crow bags. Yeah, the crow bags with oh. best wishes. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so faster pussycat. Remember that? I, oh, were you gonna say something, yep. Greg? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say I thought earlier when uh, you were you were just kind of messing around with this when you uh, I thought we were doing like an Abbott Costello routine when you said, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wasp did that song, The Real Me, but uh, who did it originally? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> what? No, not what. That's who? <laughs> who did it? Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah, so, Sorry. Go on. Yeah, Faster Pussycat. Man, love that one. Wake Me When It's Over. 1989. Great album. 
kind of, you know, flew under the radar, but good hair metal stuff, uh, more of a kind of a nitty gritty, slammy, grimy kind of stuff there too, you know, kind of that sleaze rock, they call it sleaze rock these days, but Faster Pussycat, good stuff right there. Um, also, a band that not a lot of people know, but I love this guy, Hit this this album that came out in 1989 is amazing. It's an it's a guitarist named Jeff Waters. He has a band called Annihilator. And Annihilator had an yes. album called Alice in Hell. And Alice in Hell was amazing. Mm, Just a yeah. crazy, great, amazing album. So one of those yep. unknowns, you know, that back in 89, I knew about, but not a lot of people had known about. Another couple... Albums that, you know, with the purists like myself who just loved all things metal that could kind of go find them. Somehow I found these cassettes back in the days. I don't I, I don't know how I did. But Sabotage had Gutter Ballet. And that was an amazing album, too, back then. And then just more and more albums out there. Lizzie Borden. I played Lizzie Borden my last radio show. I love that band. They were kind of like a poor man's twisted sister. Lizzie Borden was. And they yeah. had Master of Disguise that year. And uh, you know what? I know that Chad is a huge fan of this band. Great White had eh. once bitten, yeah. twice shy. Yeah, that that, was a, this was the opposite side of that. 87 was once bitten, and twice shy was uh, oh in 89. Actually, yeah. you're right. Twice shy was in 89. Good call on that one. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. one that I noticed here, though, uh, Babylon A.D., Oh, we all like that one. That Ooh. was the next one I was getting to. That was... Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't was, mean to steal your thunder there. <laughs> that was Greg's favorite club music. <laughs> oh, not just Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not um, just Greg's. I also see that Greg's favorite band, Enough's Enough, is on here. For yes. Oh, a God. new thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some waste. Some way, somehow, I'll get you for that. <laughs> Some way, somehow, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and also, as we're going along, boy, a lot of good stuff. White Lion had big game that year, 1989. Mm. White Lion. Yep. And I got to tell you what, one of my favorite albums of all time came out that year as well. Mr. And the only person you can say Mr. to with this name, Mr. Alice Cooper had trash. And yes. poison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Poison came great. out. Great yeah, music. Great stuff. And you know, so just lots of different. Now this was a time when there was kind of that switch over to grunge kind of happening a little bit. Danger, danger. One of my favorite one-hit wonder bands. Yes. Was, they, they came yep. out that year. Self-titled album. Um, and then another band a lot of people don't know about because they were really flying under the radar. But a band called Wrathchild America, climbing the walls. A great, just hard rocking band. Not many people knew about them. I found them somehow on one of those little underground zines, you know, that came out, the magazines that came out. Uh, King's X, Gretchen Goes to Nebraska. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that. <laughs> good tune. That good, was good a, album. That was a great album. They had that unusual sound, and I had the privilege of going to watch a King's X concert in Amarillo, Texas. In about 1993, 94, it was on the Dogman Tour. They went to this little bar in Amarillo, Texas. There was about 20 of us there. And they brought it. That was the greatest three-piece I've ever heard in my entire life. It was amazing. 
Very cool. So along with that, one of my favorite bands of all time also is Fate's Warning. They came out with a band or an album called Perfect Symmetry. Perfect Symmetry was more... They were getting more to that progressive metal kind of feel as opposed to the straighter hard rock, heavy metal sound. But a lot of really good bands in 89, kind of really along all the genres. And so L.A. Guns had Cocked and Loaded. I actually liked that album. L.A. Guns have always been a huge uh, it's fan. It's a good, good album. Yep. Absolutely. And then one of the most controversial, but one of my favorite albums, is has one of my favorite singers, Tony Martin. Tony Martin was fronting Black Sabbath at that time, and Black Sabbath oh. came out with Headless Cross in 1989. So, uh, real controversial, i got to tell you. But that band, when you hear that sound, it is incredible. Tony Martin has an amazing voice. But 1989, you know, there's some other harder stuff that I like that a lot, not a lot of people like. Testament. Love Testament. They came out with practice. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> practice what you preach. I knew that was coming. Oh, I love that band. <laughs> Exodus with Fabulous Disaster. Oh, that's yep. Bay Area Thrash at its greatest, along with Testament, Bay Area Thrash. And then, of course, Overkill. Overkill came out that year, too. Overkill had a great to, or a great album called The Years of Decay. And so, you know, kind of more along that kind of harder core you know, uh, really a thrash metal type of feel. And then a band that I only like this album from them. I don't like any other albums from them except this one. <laughs> the Cult came out with Sonic Temple that year. Oh, Sonic Temple. Okay. Yeah. Yep, so I really not, thought, yeah, that was great. What's up? I was afraid you were going to say, uh, I, I'm looking through here and I see that uh, Warrant had Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking Rich. You know, in 1989. I, I do like that album, but I really only like the Down Boys. That's about it, you know, on that album. I, it's, um, it's okay, but I didn't. It didn't really grab me. Thirty Two Pennies is probably my favorite song on that album. Mm. I think that's on that album. Yeah. Now I love me some Cherry Pie. That was a great album, but you know, Warrant Down yeah, Boys. That's a little further down the road. <laughs> it was. It was farther down. Yeah. My my favorite song on that first uh, Warrant album was uh, Big Talk. That's a song I really That's like. a good one. Yeah, Big That's Talk is a good one. Big Talk is not bad at all. But I I got to tell you, yeah, there's there's some great album great albums there, kind of all across the genre. That's why I was sort of looking for the little bluesy stuff with the Badlands, you know, uh, heavier heavier stuff. You know, I know that we had. Uh, Let's see. I've got it here somewhere. We had Metal Church with Blessing in Disguise. I do like me some Metal Church. Metal Church is good stuff. David Wayne, that was the last album he sang on Blessing in Disguise. So, anyways, really like that. Or No, that may have been the first album with uh, Mike Lowe. I'm not sure. I'll have to take a look at that. But I think that was uh, David Wayne's last album. But anyways... You know, stuff all across the paths. I mean, whether it's progressive metal with Fate's Warning, Metal Church, Straight Ahead, Tesla, good hair metal. Uh, I mean, there's oh, Black, yeah. Black Sabbath, kind of that doomish sound. So, uh, 89 was a pretty good year for me, and I, I enjoyed that, especially spinning those little 45s up at KPSU. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, Nat. No, I was just going to say Nat. 
Um, you mentioned Badlands a couple times. You guys know the answer. To, you know who the drummer was for Badlands oh, on that album? Oh, you do, sir. You are a fanboy galore of this man, Mr. Eric Carr. Yeah. Well, not, oh, not Eric I'm Carr. Wrong. Okay, go for it. it. The other Eric. Eric Singer. Eric Singer. Ah, I'm wrong. Thank you very much. I let you take the fall on that one, Nat. <clears throat> uh, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Something so, else. Did you mention? Did you mention White Snake? Slip of the tongue. I did not. You know, Slip of the tongue. I kind of liked, but I am far more a fanboy of you know Slide It In and the self-titled. So Slip of the tongue is a good one. Absolutely. As Steve Vai came and lent his experience and his expertise, but. They did not allow him the chance to really just shred. They just kind of—I don't know—it right. it, it kind of bottled him, and it, it really sounded pretty commercial. I thought they—it right. it was perfection incarnate from '87, the one that you brought up, and then I love that right. bluesy sound from '84. But uh, yeah, it, it didn't make my top grouping, only because I, I just—I don't know. White Snake to me is the slided in and the self-titled. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. buy that. Uh, I think I bought Slip of the Tongue. I think that was all the uh, that had all the prom slow dances on it. That's why I had it. <laughs> now I do love yeah. that song, I, Judgment I, Day, on there. I love that song. Oh, that is a killer song. Yes, I love that. I I love that CD just because. Well, I mean, I like Watchnick, but I I yeah, I love Steve Vai's playing. But uh, anyway, but Nat, you. It still doesn't diminish the fact you put the crow. You mentioned the crow mags. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a proper showing without uh, allowing some fanboy time for yourself for the crow mags. <laughs> sure. Um, I'll tell you, I had a hard time. I looked at '91 originally, and I know that technically falls outside of what we what we generally do. But uh, you know, we came up with. Uh, that's when we had both uh, Motley Crue's Decade of Decadence and Rat and Roll, oh. 8191. You know? Oh, I love the 8191. Yes. It's a, the best, greatest hits album of all time. I love that album. It is it is a very good one. And, uh, of course, Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 came out. And I remember those two because the, the station manager had this special little note up there about not playing their songs before a certain date. Some... some Overbearing butthead. <laughs> <laughs> they were all signed by Greg Crane, but we know who who, who said, "Hey, hey, you know, you you better you better take a look yeah. at this." <laughs> He's gonna have the ass cap Gestapo come after us for playing the music. We'll play we'll play whatever music we want. <laughs> It's a rock and roll revolution. It was just like a Ramones right. movie. Sandman, come on in here and get him out of here. And uh, 91, we also had uh, Van Halen, uh, Foreign Lawful, Carnal Knowledge. Oh, and, oh yeah. Uh, cake and, you know, just some of that stuff. Uh, but I couldn't, I mean, I found so much more stuff in the 87 that I cared, you know, that I liked listening to. So. Yeah. And I tell you, you know, Chad... You know, when I when it came down to my selection as well, eighty four. Greg had already nailed all of that greatly, and that oh, was yeah. really that was yeah. my that was my second choice by just a slim margin because there was so many. Again, I am who I am. I, there's 
unusual bands out there that I really like that oh, yeah. were mainstream. And in that year, in 84, Armored Saint, I'm a fanboy completely of. And that's when March there of the Saint go. came out. Just incredible music. And one of the first metal queens out there was Lee Aaron. And her album was Metal Queen. Lee Aaron. You got to check her music out sometime. She was amazing. Okay. And then Hanoi Rocks. Do that. Two Steps from the Move. Love that. Yeah. Love that album. Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't mentioned it, but I think in 84 also Anthrax uh, released Spreading the Disease. Oh, yes. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yes. And, Greg, you know, in uh, 84, ACDC had 74 Jailbreak. That's right. Yeah, they released that. Uh, it, it, previously, it had only been available in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the crocodile the thing and all that stuff. That's right. And export some and more. If you want to see the world's cheesiest MTV video, go check out 1984's Grim Reaper See You in Hell. <laughs> it is the world's most cheesy video of all time. It's this portly guy <sighs> with a physique like mine and long hair singing See You in Hell. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got the green jello stuff. Oh, thank you. Three little pigs. <laughs> oh, my. Where do we go from here? Well, <laughs> well, well, and that concludes our, our Don't Do Drugs PSA for the podcast. Well, I think we I think we did a really good job of covering it. I think it's time to get into the music for the week. And from the week before. I agree. So, yeah. take off. So, there yeah. you go. Uh, let's see. I watched the one that you suggested for me, Nat. Testament. Or no. Tempest. Tempest. There you go. Tempest. Uh, really like that. I really like their sound. It's uh, It was really good. It was good stuff. I, uh, I had no complaints. And then, of course, I did. Uh, said I was going to try and find some... <clears throat> Book of Heavy Metal by Dream Evil, and that was very easy to find. <laughs> I just logged back into my MySpace page and listened to the profile music. <laughs> you can actually log into your MySpace page? No. I got it a long time ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? Nat was going to try and log into his because he, he thought I'm he lost all those Chromag pictures. <laughs> I'm finding those pictures of my hair. <laughs> so, but that leads me to my next question. I sent you guys the link for that uh, rockabilly dude. Did you guys happen to listen to? Yeah, that? I I did. You know what, Chad? I listened to him one time. I tend to listen again. No, I. He has got a unique sound. I I it really like does. That whole album is full of kind of cool stuff on that one, and I don't want to take away from anything else. His other stuff is more kind of old school country rockabilly stuff. It's really good, but this album is almost like his punk rock album yeah. or something. I mean, that's almost the way to, the best way to put it. Because if you listen to that whole album, it's just it's different from like his first album, Circling the Drain, and his next album was uh, Lollygagging, and uh, there's another one now called Polyester. Huh. And that's got some. Polyester has a fair amount of songs from 
the movie I was telling you about, the documentary on his daughter called oh, yes. uh, Butterfly Girl. Yes. There's a lot of uh, a lot of John Evans well, John Evans songs on that documentary. So. You know, Chad, when I watched that video that you sent, it reminded me, and I've got to tell you, I. I was surprised. I, I, I didn't know what I was going to get. You know, John Evans, John right. Evans band. What are we looking at here? But <laughs> what was shocking to me was it sounded. Uh, two bands came to mind. They're not rock and roll, but they're kind of you know just, yeah. just I don't know pop rock. What came to mind was Gary Newman and Cars, okay. and then <laughs> Honeymoon Suite with I've Got a New Girl Now. Kind of there. Like, you go. It, yeah. It, it yeah. Felt yeah. Like that's that definitely me. there. I liked it. I really liked it. It was amazing. Yeah, that's uh, I, Nat. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought of the, the honeymoon suite, but you said that, and yeah, you you, you got it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That was really <laughs> you, good music. Yeah, I've every once in a while I run across some of that stuff, and like I said, I mean, we threw some other stuff out there. Like I said, John Joyner that I used to band in Kansas City. John Joyner used to play drums for John Evans. And all of John Joyner's demo stuff was a bunch of John Evans songs. But uh, also, we talked about Hayes Carl. And uh, that's the guy I told you he had a song called She Left Me for Jesus. And uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty funny video if you ever get a chance to watch it. Right. But uh, um, so I guess that. Uh, so those, those were the ones that we had. Uh, do we want? Do you want me to start off with the next one that I'm going to look for, or you guys want to go over some of this stuff? Or did you listen to Tempest, Greg? I did. Yes, I listened, and, and I was kind of late to the party, so to speak. It was my fault. So I only I only listened to you guys' uh, suggestions once, but I I liked the Tempest too, and I I thought when I first I thought eh, I don't know if I'll like it, but I do. And so I'm going to look into some more of their stuff, but I I should listen more than once. But yeah, it you know was, it's it was uh, it's yeah. amazing that they're a band from Brazil and they have that kind of progressive rock slash metal sound, and it's not like heavy driving, but it's it's really technically competent and really it's great musicianship. That's what it's about. And yes, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so if you, yeah, that and that's why that's. That's why I liked it. I, like I said, I was first. I was like, I don't know if I like this. If it, how heavy it gets, but they <laughs> they were so pre, they were so precise that yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, they're a tight, nice, tight band for sure. All right, good deal. Well, so uh, going with what Chad said, uh, Greg, do you have any suggestions for what you're going to be listening to, and then what should we listen to? Oh, what I am going to be listening to. That is a good one, guys. Um, I am going. I was trying to listen to things that I normally don't listen to, <laughs> so it should probably be my my boss and good advice. <laughs> but um, let's see. Uh, I am going to listen to. Oh, I know this will this will be good. Where I live, I am uh, like forty miles at the most from Fort Payne, Alabama. Do you? know who is famous in Fort Payne, Alabama? I do not. No. Um, well, their, their their name was in the name of the place. The band Alabama. It's from Fort Payne, Alabama. There's a museum there. I haven't stopped at or anything. I am going to look up some old... Because I used to listen to them a lot. I am going to look up some Alabama and listen to them. 
great musicians, great songs. I'm going to do that. For you guys, I've got a suggestion that um, this is a band that a lot of people like who are into classic rock. This is going to sound terrible. I have never liked them. And, and it's going to sound strange. Um, I think they're very, very accomplished and very skilled musicians. I think their songs are great. And I can't really tell you why I don't like them, but I don't. But I heard a song years ago, and I did like this song a lot. And they're played a lot on classic uh, rock radio. But this particular song isn't played that much. Um, I've heard it a few times. Um, the band is, is Boston. Oh, yeah. And, and the song is called I Had a Really Good Time. <laughs> and it, it, it is a terrific, terrific song. I love that song. Um, and like I said, I can't really explain why I don't like them, but I don't. <laughs> and they're, they're a great band, but I just don't like them. But I love this song. So it's, it's, uh, I Had a Really Good Time by Boston. You know, for years on the classic rock station around town that played all the Steve Miller band stuff and all that stuff, uh, somewhere somebody got a hold of Tom Scholl's playing the Star Spangled Banner and uh, mm. I bought that Boston album that came out that year hoping that's the only track I wanted and it wasn't on it so I was kind of kind of mad <laughs> but uh, no Boston's great that's great and, well and you mentioned Tom Scholl's he, I was just reading about him he has a degree from MIT like in some kind of industrial engineering or something or design and he's designed a lot of studio type things. Oh yeah, he had so. the uh, well, get this guitar geek shit here, but uh, he invented the Rockman and uh, the only reason I know about the Rockman is because Byron Miller had the very first one and uh, I've always wanted one it was just, it kind of it clipped to your belt and it had the effects built in and it was basically like a headphone amplifier, but all you had to do was run it out to your amp. And uh, it was the closest you would ever sound to Tom Scholz. Because, yeah, he was an industrial engineer, also an incredible sound engineer. And uh, nobody mm -hmm. has the same sound as Tom Scholz. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and like I said, I, I, am, I don't like Boston, but when you listen to their music... They just have this, just this huge, all-encompassing. Just it, it's like an infallible sound. Yeah, I don't go looking for them, but yeah, they're it, they were great musicians for sure. I I great I greatly respect them. I just and I can't explain why. I just don't like yeah. them. Well, I tell you what, guys. When it comes down to um, what I will be listening to this week, and then what you guys, I'd like you to listen to. For me, I had gotten, you know. I'm a guy that still collects CDs, and I had gotten in the last, oh, probably month or so, I had gotten the most recent Ace Freely album called... Sp oh, Origins? Uh, no, this one's called Spaceman. Spaceman oh, came out okay. in 2000. Oh, okay, I don't have that one. Oh, yeah. Or oh, Origins okay. came out right. just a couple years before that, and I love playing Spanish right. Castle Magic. You know, the Jimi Hendrix remake? Oh, it's yeah. phenomenal. I like to play that in my radio show from time to time. But this one, this one's called Ace Fraley and Spaceman. And I actually found it at a Walmart, believe it or not. And so I got this at Walmart oh, about a month or so ago. And I'm going to check it out because he's been getting more to that 70s sound, that 70s kind of, 
you know, groovy rock and roll. So I'm going to check that one out. That's that's something that uh, I just picked up, and I'd heard a couple mixed reviews about it. Bronx Boy is pretty good. Um, and so I'm going to check it out. I'm really going to listen to it and take a, take a really in-depth feel to what's the new Ace Frehley. Because you brought up Ace Frehley, Chad, earlier. That I'm telling you, that original album that came out with uh, Trouble Walk was it Trouble Trouble Walking or nothing but Trouble? Well, it was it was Freely's Comet, Freely's Comet. It's it's a self-titled, you know, it's a self-titled album, but the the single off of it was Trouble Walking. That's it. Yep, Trouble Walking. Yeah. I remember that great tune, Ace Frehley, and again, oh yeah, I love Origins. It's amazing. There's some great remakes, but this one. His original tunes came out last year. I'm going to really listen to this one. But here's one I want yeah. you guys to listen to. These these guys, they are a band that harkens back to the hair metal era. They keep calling it sleaze rock these days and things like that. There's some other bands out there that are really, really, you know, waving that hair metal uh, proudly, like um, Black Tora, great band, Black Tora, kind of that with that sound. Um also, Kissin' Steel Panther. Steel Panther, definitely. Another band called Kissin' Dynamite. <laughs> They're amazing. They sound just like hair metal. Here is a hair oh. metal band you're going to like. This is a band. They're young guys. They've been rocking. They've got like five or six albums out now. A band called Crazy Licks. Crazy Licks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Licks is spelled L-I-X-X. Crazy Licks. And I got to okay. tell you, you have to go to YouTube Check out the video called Girls of the 80s. It is a great ah, tribute okay. to hair metal and to Girls of the 80s. So you'll have a lot of fun with that one. Lots of rock and roll, you know, lead guitar, you know, kind of that hair metal sound. The Definitely the hair metal look. These guys are bringing it back in spades. So good tune. You guys ought to check out Crazy Licks and Girls of the 80s. Check that out. Cool. Cool. Well, <clears throat> I, after talking about it, you guys talked me into, uh, I'm going to go find uh, New Girl Now by Honeymoon Suite. Yes. I love that song. Yes. Uh, that's that's for me. Uh, for you guys, I hadn't, I thought I kind of thought about it, but I haven't quite, uh, I don't have anything that's, I, of course, I don't try to go way out there. Um, seems to me like I was watching something today that I that I thought you guys ought to see, but um, I guess if I was gonna have you guys, if I was gonna have you guys listen to anything right now, um, it would be it would be hard to dig up, <clears throat> but because it, it's under Brandon Clark's original band, which was the Brandon Clark band, not BC and the Big Rig. But it's a song called Low Class. And uh, we can go two ways with this. Uh, there's a guy that sings on that with him. A guy's name is Chad Sullins. And uh, if you don't find Brandon's band, go look for Chad Sullins and the Last Call Coalition. And they have a song. They have a... Well, actually, they got a ton of good songs. Um, one of my favorite ones was a song called Hurtin' Songs. But uh, he's got an album black with like red outlines of a homestead or something and this song is called uh scratch okay 
and uh, it's some dirty, nasty rock and roll. Good, good stuff. This guy's got a scratchy, raspy voice, and and uh, like I said, the, if you find it under the Brandon Clark band, it's uh, a song called Low Class off of... Uh, oh, Brandon's going to kill me for not remembering which album this is. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, I'll find it here in a second, because it was the album right before they changed to BC and the Big Rig. Low class. Oh, that's on his album that they call Burn. Okay. <clears throat> it's the Brandon Clark band, uh, Burn. And uh, it's a song with Brandon Clark and Chad Solons. <clears throat> and like I said, and if you get, you know, if you if you like that, then go check out Chad Solons and the Last Call Coalition. They're definitely, uh, some of them are, they're kind of country, but they're mostly, uh, they're just, uh, it likes a dirty, groovy rock and roll. Just kind of, just, just plug that thing in and turn it up. That's kind of the way that, that music works. Hey, I'm good with that kind of music any day. That sounds good. Oh. Should we, uh, give them a hint, Greg, for what we're going to be doing next week? Yeah, I think on the next podcast, we will be discussing, and, and I think you and I probably talked about this, Chad, I know Chad and I have, I, I think you and I have, um, we will be doing our favorite, or just pick a favorite show from the 80s TV show, and we'll be, we'll be discussing our favorite shows in detail and depth. But we're just picking one this time, right? Not a bunch. Just just okay. one this time. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Just just a show. Yeah. Yep. Hey, before I forget, because I was AWOL last podcast, did either of you guys get a chance to listen to that uh, kind of that uh, little bit of an unknown Night Ranger song? Yes. Uh, don't go thinking I'm alone. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We both. Uh, I listened to it. Yes. Now, uh, Nat and I had a little disagreement. What what CD was that on? Because I found it on the Man in Motion CD, but you thought it was on something else. I thought it you was, might be right. I thought it was on Bringing on the Mojo. So maybe it was both. Was Man in Motion almost like a greatest hits thing, or because I thought Man in like I, Man in Motion, I thought was its own album. But then I'm thinking, yeah, wasn't that Secret of My Success wasn't that it? Wasn't that Man and wasn't Man in Motion on that soundtrack? Also, well. I think so. Now, now well, the bringing on the Josh. Mojo well, album was a little bit later on, so I'm thinking maybe Chad was probably more correct. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look to see when Man in Motion I'll, was I'll released. Check that. So uh, the only ones I could come up with, uh, I downloaded Dawn Patrol, Man in Motion, and Seven uh, Wishes. Uh, Seven Wishes. No, not Seven Wishes. Uh, that's the one I was looking for, but it wasn't available to me. Uh, I had Dawn Patrol, Man in Motion, and... Not Midnight Madness. Mad- yes. Oh. That's what it was, Midnight Madness. Yeah, oh. yeah but that's Those are the ones that I downloaded. And I thought I was with, missing something, and Seven Wishes is the one I couldn't find. I actually love that so, tune, Seven Wishes. It's a rockin' tune. Yes. 
Uh, that whole album was good. Now that you mention it, I'm going to be all pissed off until I can find it. See, I I pay fifteen ninety nine a month for Google Play Music Unlimited, and sometimes they don't have all the albums available. So. Ooh, okay. So, so Nat, don't be going on to Google Play Unlimited looking to complete your Chromeg. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they got every one of them. I will look for You'd my... probably load up, load up your phone and lose all the memory with that one. You have to start it's, taking pictures out of everything. You know, everything. the bad thing, that's a sore topic for me because I, I was going <laughs> to download the, the, Cro, the Chromeg's greatest hits and it's nothing came <laughs> out. Well, there you go. Let's I was going to say, the, well, you know, Bolt Thrower. I didn't even mention that the, the Black Crows... <laughs> Bolt thrower. <clears throat> the uh, Black Crows had a had an album out somewhere in one of these that we picked too. Yeah, well, you know, Cannibal <clears throat> not a, Corpse, not a fan. Bolt thrower, you know, all the all the uh, easy listening music you hear in elevators. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, gentlemen, we get an hour and fifteen in. Not too bad. It wasn't, wasn't hard. It was pretty breezy. It was. Very good. So, all right. See you next week. Uh, Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you.